Welcome to Game Oven, a collaborative storytelling collective building a world one game at a time. This week, we will be playing God Killer by Connie Chang. If you like what we're doing here, you can follow us on Blue Sky at Game Oven, where you can join our Discord. And check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gameoven. Previously on Game Woven. Wylo has been a devout follower of Deontor their entire life, so everyone was surprised when someone else was chosen to be Scion, to receive a fraction of Deontor's ability to create. This shook Wylo's faith, and one week before the new Scion was set to ascend, Wylo kills them and begins a journey of their own to claim what should have been theirs. Along the way to the first temple, Wylo sees the crumbling of Deontor's creations and decides to break an arm off one of the statues as a sort of trophy. Within the first temple, they find a shard of the first stone, the first thing their god created, and perhaps the only thing that can unmake a god. This is lashed to the stone arm to make an axe. Leaving the temple to draw their god, they run into Lotharis, a local thief who also has a shaken faith. Wylo shows her the truth about Deontor, and in doing so, awakens their divinity. Awed by this display of power, Lotharis decides to join Wylo in their crusade, and something between them is sparked. Anyways, we should probably keep recording this because I have a light timeline that I'm working on. Yeah. And we still have a god to kill. And yeah, that, congratulations on your first follower again. <laughs> Yes. I didn't fully expect that. I was like, you need a friend. I'm like, okay, you have a follower now. Yep. Okay. As you begin heading your way back to the main temple with Lotharis following you, do you let the glow fade? Oh, no. No. Wylo, Wylo is now past their breaking point, and they are now resplendent and they are tired of hiding themselves underneath the supplication of a weak god. And so they walk in town with Latheris in one hand and an axe made of the first stone and something more recent and weaker in the other. And as you come in, you are... You're confronted by Kafasa, who you recognize as one of the chief guards, keeper of the law. One of their main duties would have been to protect specifically the Scion. Mm-hmm. You see, Kafasa comes up to you. Where have you been? What did you do? I've been out. In the woods. Where's the Scion? You were the last seen with them. 
where are they? And just pointing a spear at you. Get that out of my face. Where is the Scion? The Scion is gone. Face contorts with anger. You will pay for what you've done. No, you will pay for what you have failed to do. And I will have words. You have this one moment, one chance to step aside and allow me a word with my God. Something I have worked very hard for. Yield to me and I will not take retribution on you. Roll to challenge someone dangerous. When you challenge someone dangerous in front of an audience, say what foolish or risky action you hope they'll take, then roll 2d6. Add one for each true statement. They care about your opinion. He doesn't. Nope. They think they're stronger than you. He does. Mm-hmm. The crowd is on your side. Sure. You just got Lotharis. Yep. Um, I have hit a seven, but barely. Okay. On a seven to nine, your target rises to take the bait. Mm-hmm. So what action are you hoping they'll take? I hope that they will realize that there is more going on than they can handle in this moment and step aside. That is risky for them because it is essentially admitting that their god may not be all they're cracked up to be. Yeah. I think it's as you say that last sentence, you see the look on Kafasa's face as he recognizes that what about you has changed and sees the radiance coming from you and there has been no other god to see such divinity that is not of Deontor is surprising, so I think doesn't fully drop the spear, but lowers it and takes a couple of shaky steps back. What? How? You will find the Scion in the furthest back crate of the furthest storehouse. Look within, and if I have not accomplished my goals by morning, you may put me to death, for it is what I will deserve. But I have a feeling someone else will take that pleasure for you, should it come to that. Just drops his spear and run towards runs toward that storehouse and all around you can see like you can hear whispers of people the word is spreading and they don't know what to do with this and many of them are afraid Milo looks at Latheris if you would like to stay back I will not stop you I'm going to be honest, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen when I get up there. But I'm going to tell you this, it's going to be something to remember. She thinks about it for a second before saying, You know, 
pulled some risky gambits in my life, and the riskier they are, the higher the reward. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna miss out on this score. Plus, who knows, you might need me. Cocky grin. Very likely. And the two of them will continue to walk hand in hand up towards the temple. Axe is kind of slung over their shoulder, ready. I kind of picture that as you continue to hold hands with Lothair, some of that divine energy, she is beginning to glow as well. Mm -hmm. Perhaps in a different color, something that's a little... You described it yours as like a orange. Yeah, like brassy. A dark orange, brassy orange. Maybe like, I mean, she's a thief, and she has you know some more subtle ways about her. Maybe a um, like a blue, like a dark blue. Yeah, dark blue, the ocean when it's storming, and as you're walking, she's. Passing off signals to anyone she might know who's in the crowd. Mm hmm. Assembling a cabinet for us. It's always useful to have extra friends waiting in the wings. I heartily agree. Nothing can be done alone. I think that's part of the reason that we're seeing the cracks as that is. And as we get to the temple and ascend. How many are following us at that point? So I'll say there's, there's a crowd of about 80 people who are watching. Sure. That makes sense. But the ones who are specifically starting to follow you and Lutheris, who seem to be you can almost feel there's like an intention behind their following. There are 13. Mm -hmm. You see there's another who's kind of slipped off perhaps to pass along the message. As we ascend the stairs into the temple, I would lean over to Lotharis and whisper directly into her ear, have them stay back at this point. No interruptions, you understand. Of course. She gives the signal to... Just like makes a fist, points at the spot on the floor. Shall I follow you? Please. And they will heft to the axe in their hand, and as they walk through a threshold, just take a chunk out of the wall. With the axe. This is the first stone. It probably cuts through this, like, butter. Yeah, I almost picture, like, you still have Ferris's hand in yours, and you just take mm -hmm. the action, swing out directly beside you, super casually, mm -hmm. plunging it into the wall in just a very open act. Mm -hmm. Roll to tempt fate. <sighs> you are attempting to call out your god. Draw his attention. You do have an ally who's lending your hand with supports mm -hmm. you get enough. And um, your god does not currently actively wish you harm. I don't 
Thank. So this will be a plus three because I, I I have no other options. I have already committed murder. I am going down a path. Yeah, I'll allow it. It's one shot. I'll allow it. <laughs> That's gonna be another seven. You get through mostly unscathed. The fates spare you for now. So, you don't quite take bring the building down on you as this impacts with more ferocity than you expected. Yeah, that I was not trying to bring down the building. I was trying to essentially make my presence known. Walking in, what does this kind of foyer area look like? Yeah, I'm picturing, like, a wide open space, like a forum where people can gather to discuss things. This might be actually where the Scion will meet with the other priests to discuss ideas. Now that we're in here, Wylo is just letting the axe drag on the ground and cut through the stone. Because this thing is perfect and everything else is nothing to it. Give me a roll to recognize a god as you're looking to see if Deontor has noticed okay. or is coming. Okay. I am in their domain. I yeah. am familiar with their gospel. Yes. And it would be bad if I didn't know, so this is a plus three. Yes. It'd be really bad if you don't notice. But the dice might still have an idea, a story to tell. Overkill. 11. You realize that your divinity is actively trespassing against them right now. <laughs> and I'm assuming that is counts as more than a hit as well. So a gather, rather, on a hit, I can ask you a, uh, a single very clear question, which is, how do I get them to come to me. Well, actually, no, let's do this right here. I'm sorry. You need to give me a clear interpretation of the omens. So what is going on in front of me right now that I am being an absolute douche in their church? I think that might tie into the overkill as you look down mm -hmm. and you see your very divinity is changing the floor beneath you into something else. What is this change looking like? I think the stone is giving way to metal. I think that in Wylo's youth abroad, they were privy to, like we talked about, places with much greater technology. And one of the biggest changes is the greater use and utilization of metal. And so I think these beautifully carved floors are being turned into pressed and mosaic metal. Yeah. And the original stone floors had these natural artistic motifs in them, but with each step, the metal continues to spread with, I kind of imagine maybe more of like a geometric pattern. Yes, 100%. 
Because I was trying to think of like what their true form was. And we've also talked about like they're very natural focus creating with nature, very good balance with nature. So, so the temple, you are somewhere very high up. And I imagine it's a pretty open area. Like there's doors that they can close, but they're open right now because there's supposed mm-hmm. to be a party going on. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's still kind of a party going on. It's a different kind of party. Very different kind of party. So you can see the woods around you. It's very heavily wooded area, and you can see some of the trees starting to move and shake as something is coming towards you. Deontor heard your challenge, and they're coming. Beasts of the woods. Disappointing. I'm disappointed in divinity. How did you keep me asleep for so long, Deontor? was always your plan to let this die and Wylo will square up and as Deontor approaches you've expressed profound disappointment would you like to feel someone out or maybe connect with someone I want to connect with someone I want to connect with Deontor. I owe him that much. Tell them something intimate. I gave everything for you. Everything I let go for you. And you threw me aside like so much sand. And what common ground do we still share? I think is a genuine love of this island. I think there is a recognition that we have different ideas of how things should best be handled. But at the end of the day, what we both genuinely want is whatever is best for these people and this land. What still divides you? His divinity began with creation. Yours began with the death of someone you once called friend. A name that has been struck from mine and everyone else's memory. And I really want to know why. Question. Who was that person to you? We were everything. We were friends, we were lovers in different times. It was only a couple of years that they were with the church, but we shared clearly many things, but the thing above all was our devotion. And when the answer came down, well, it was easy to get them to be pulled aside and it was my treachery that ended their life but that life gave birth to something new and that's what we're riding out right now 
So you square up and wait for Deontor to approach. You see movement through the trees as you see there's something large moving and shaking, disturbing, and then it just stops. Then you hear a gasp of surprise from Lotharis and she like glanced behind her to look at something. You see her reacting. And as you turn behind her, you see Deontor. It's this creature made, like the, it looks like the legs are felt and grown from tree trunks that wrap up in this massive fine stone wrapped body. And you see these glowing eyes and almost feline face tendrils on its back of thick fine that are studded with sharp pieces of stone and you just hear a voice in your head you dare I did Lotharis please watch my back you feel her shift around so she's standing back to back and you feel the motions she's like pulling out her daggers because mm-hmm. She doesn't have a magic axe. She just got knives. Yep. Yep. Why, Deontor? Why did you do it? To keep this safe. Protect it from the rest of the world. To what end? Something protected and never used. It's a flower on a mantle. And this island is no flower. And Wylo will charge forward, and I would like to roll to inflict violence. Give me the roll. Okay. They wish you harm, you're desperate, and it is personal. This is uh, this is a plus three. <laughs> yeah, as you're charging forward, you just hear Deontor's voice in your head. Foolish, foolish child. You never had what it takes to be Scion. I have rolled a 13. Holy. A 6 and a 4 plus 3. I lose myself to righteous fury. You tell me the costs of my divinity. Describe to me how you begin this attack. I think it kind of starts the same way that a lot of this has been going. I'm not sure how far away Deontor was when we were beginning to square up like that, but this axe is massive and heavy. Stone was a terrible choice for the handle, and really, Wylo knew this going in, but Wylo, if nothing else, is a little bit overdramatic, and they recognize that within themselves in this moment as they're trying to heft this just absolutely weighted axe. Um, But as they run, it is still cutting through the stone floor. Every step is changing the stone into mosaic tiles. Some of them are showing beautiful, intricate patterns. Some of them are showing moments from this day that if they do ascend to well beyond their station, will become the legend of their birth. 
and they run and they rush and they heave the axe overhead and try to bring it down on Deontor. You just begin hacking away at Deontor, carving off like these vines that whip towards you. With each step and each hit, you can feel your divinity and your power growing. As his followers are watching him be destroyed and your followers are watching you do it. You get him to a point where you're about to potentially finish him. When something snaps you out of this as you hear the sound of Letharis falling to the ground. Head whips around. In your rage, one of your attacks that you swung back hit her. She's dying. I can't fix her now. But you can. Or at the very least, your powers can. And more sure than ever. There is no other recourse. Wylo is going to kill to get this power. So I guess we're to the crucible move. Indeed. We confront a god in their true form and exploit their downfall to kill them, the downfall being the first thing they created, the only thing that can unmake them. Describe how you slay them and roll 2d6. Wylo takes the axe in both hands looks at it and realizes this is too unwieldy and undoes the binding. Casts the newer stone aside and takes the first stone. Walks over to the Antor. Raises it up like a common stone and is just going to bring it down into their heart. Give me the roll. Anything to add to this? It is a straight roll. And if I could roll on the table for this very important roll, that would be great. Very. Seven. Three and a four. On a seven to nine, they see something vital from you as well. Name what vital part of yourself you lose. What does Wylo lose as they kill the Ontor? Wylo loses every meaningful memory from before they joined Deontor's surface. They remember the things about the outside world. They remember their drive to want to put this place on the pedestal as the rest of the world. But it lacks the warmth. It lacks the intention. It isn't a desire to, you know, bring the rest of the world that they remember seeing when they were small with their family. It is a desire to do that for its own sake. They lose that warmth. I think the last thing you hear is... You will not realize what you've done until it's too late. 
twist the stone. And Deontor's body dissolves. Almost like it's rotting and crumbling to dust before your eyes. This god who's been here since maybe even the beginning of time. <laughs> as quickly as possible, Wylo will seize the power. Seize the power of creation. <sighs> right. What does this look like? Is it, you know, just kind of like a floating mode of energy? I think what it looked like when Deontor first seized this power is different than what it looks like now. Because what it means to create now is different than what it meant to create then. True enough. So, what does Wylo see as they go to grab the source of this god's power? I think it would be... It would take the form of like a glowing wooden orb. Something perfect, but still something natural. Something that could, through some unexplained process, appear in the natural world, but is clearly the product of hands and thought. Wylo seizes it, and immediately it pops into nothingness, but is taken within their form. And that brassy element is absolutely effervescent. They are just contained within. And I would like to use this moment to unleash my divinity to heal Latheris. Or wield power? Yeah, that's kind of what I... Well, I was either thinking unleash your divinity because that would put Wylo back into kind of a zero state if you wanted to play with that a little bit more. But wield mm -hmm. a power, we could definitely still do that, so... Yeah. Wylo is a god now. Yes. I am desperate for this to work, so I'm going to mark one strain. And... Mm -hmm. I am still close, so this is going to be a plus two, but I will definitely mark that strain because this is strenuous. This is a tough day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a day. It's been a day. That is going to be... That's an eight on the die, and that was going to be a... Plus one, two, so that is a 10, so that is overkill. Describe how you also drain, terrify, or wreck what's around you. What havoc it does, because at this point I think Lotharis is dead or almost dead. What havoc does healing her wreak upon this temple? Wylo reaches this is a power, like, this is a a frantic attempt at trying to get this to work. This would be, this is effectively like William Shakespeare trying to drive a Tesla. It's gonna go yes. bad. <laughs> and Wylo runs over and then just reaches to where that wound was, which I'm imagining is like a massive chest wound. Like, I, in my careless 
feckless attack. I just swung wide and right across the gut. It almost completely gutted her. Yeah. What they do is reach down and grab them and is like trying to pull, literally pull them back together. And instead what happens is that molten metal pours out and their skin and gut is mended, but it is not mended with flesh or even like foliage or like the flesh of another creature like what occasionally happened with the more naturalistic way things were working but are now mended with prosthetics and metal. Flexible metal. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it is a miracle, but it is also wrong for what one would expect before. Yeah, and she just gasps back to life like, you're still alive. I'm still alive. Puts her hand to her stomach and just like, I could, I could get used to this. I think I could too. Looks around at the temple. I like what you've done with this place. Needs a little more work. Want to help? Wouldn't miss it for anything. Good. Tell the others. There's work to be done. And in the years that follow... What does the island come to look like? It takes about a year to get the island truly on Wylo's side. Many people were happy. That's the reality that they really didn't see going in, is that people were happy just quietly living under Deantor. They asked for little. But as that year goes on and the changes go underway, it is a quick process for many of them to realize, oh, it is actually kind of nice having, like, metal in the walls and, like, like a metal stove, that's pretty great. Heats up yeah. way better. My roof isn't leaking every time it rains. You know, there's, you know, Wilo, like, yeah, they killed the last guy, but also, well, there are some fringe benefits there. Does Wilo keep their name? Yes. Or do they choose a new name? No. The only thing that Wilo's parents gave them that they remember is their name. And that is what they keep. Their parents do not come around, at least as far as Wilo is ever concerned or is aware of. At this point, their family is Lotharis and the 13 that joined them at the steps. That's all that Wilo needs with people. Other than that, it is about expansion. And after about a year, 
communication between the different villages is expedited. Roads are built. Ports are under construction. And soon they will be taking off to the seas to try and join the greater world. Indeed they will. And I think we'll just end it there. Yeah, that's pretty good. God, that was good. I didn't expect so many of those things no. to happen. Just a, and also an immediate and intense romance. Yes. Like. <laughs> I was like, didn't see this coming, but it makes sense. <laughs> but this is like, hey, for, you know, a bunch of like people in their mid 20s in a very high intensity situation. Yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna it's gonna get something. Emotions are gonna happen. Yeah. Also, make your own destiny. Well, old gods shit. This guy's in order to be new good. Fuck it, why not? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. That was good. And we right. solved the birth of the first city that Ireland yeah. has ever seen. Excellent. Real quick for our listeners, uh, remind us who you are, where people can find your stuff. Yeah, so my name is Chase. I am the DM of Another Path, which is a D&D 5th edition podcast. Uh, we've been going for, oh geez, like six years now. Um, we've got a couple of campaigns under our belt, so I promise if you want to start listening, you don't have to start from the very beginning. Um, although, not a bad place to start. You know, maybe you're in for a binge. I don't know. I don't know your life. The other <laughs> podcast I am on regularly is Imprinted Echoes, uh, which is a cipher system podcast in the world of Numenera. Um, both of those shows can be found on the Ghost Light Media Podcast Network, where theater meets gaming. And uh, that can be found at ghostlightmedia.net. And as always, you know where to find me, dear listeners. I'm the one editing all of this nonsense and making it sound good. Hell yeah. Yeah, um, thanks again for joining me on this. This was yeah. hella fun. Super fun, and maybe maybe we'll do it again. I think we should do it again. Hey, do you want to you do this one more time? Yeah. But wait, go with me here. Let's flip it. Oh, okay. We'll see you next time, folks. See you then. You have been listening to Game Woven. If you like what we're doing, please consider supporting us over at patreon.com slash gamewoven. Today's game was God Killer by Connie Chang, featuring Brianna Jean as the GM and Chase from Ghost Light Media as Wilo, the God Killer.